Salutations, my friends. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Patrick threw me in on the, the three count. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back. God hates Jags. We are going to be uh, wrapping up week two of the Jags NFL. You got me, Sean. You got Patrick. You got Shimmer. We're all here. We're excited to talk about a loss today. Are you guys excited to talk about a moral victory? Uh, sure. No. Hey, I would as far as losing goes, this is like the best moral victory I think you can get out of a team. I'm I agree. Very, I'm very excited, guys. I'm going to start this pod real fast, real simple. We have a franchise quarterback. Okay, I do agree on that. I I 100% agree on that. I think it's uh, he's he's shown and is showing. Based off, not even just this season sample size, off of what he's played, like with the draft picks that we have going forward and wherever we end up in this year's draft, I still don't think we're going to be a fantastic team. I'm, we're probably still picking in the top 10 and we oh, don't have be, to pick a quarterback. We're loaded. We're going to be a fun team. Let yeah. me ask you a question now. All right. So when we got the ball back down a field goal, how many of you thought, oh, he's taking this at least for a field goal, possibly he's going to score. Did you both? I 100% that? thought that, yes. I had all good vibes going through me. See, I think that's, that might be the test, right? Like, I think you, if you believe in your quarterback, then you got a franchise quarterback. I mean, is Matt Stafford a franchise quarterback? I don't think so. He gets all the stats, but. To Lions fans, he might be. It's true. So. But if any fan base is still, like, asking if a quarterback is a franchise quarterback, nine or ten years into his career the answer is probably no so i'm going with that right. for, for matt stafford but um yeah so we're gonna kind of break down the game a little bit uh this is roughly about 28 hours after the game ended so because we had to kind of record this early because we have another game coming up three days we have thursday night football that we're going to talk about later so we had to hop on the pot early try to get it up in a day or two for everybody so this Sean, is, did guess, you just do that math off the top of your head? No, I thought about it earlier. Oh, okay. And yeah, I knew I wanted to say that at the, during the intro. So I specifically thought, I do some work for this, guys. I'm, I'm doing I was some, like, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I'm crunching some numbers over here. Uh, so I, I went to work today. I think you guys might have been working today. Um, so I really have – no, Patrick didn't. So Patrick, let me guess. You wanted a bike ride today. Is that true? Uh, I went on a walk. I took my gigantic bottle of change up to the bank and made such a nuisance uh, being the only guy in the bank depositing $200 worth of change in this machine. And, uh, and then I made some dinner and now I'm drinking and talking to you guys. So no, I didn't do shit today. That sounds, I walk, taking a walk, going for a bike ride. I was close. That sounds like a, the perfect Patrick off day. Uh, Shimmer, did you work? definitely work but i wish i took all my change with patrick that that's such a good feeling turning all of that change into paper money for some reason oh dude it's the best i almost don't mind being the annoying guy because it's loud as shit you it's know? so loud it and everyone in the fucking building always knows somebody's using that machine but it's worth it in the end to me <laughs> dude i i clogged the machine twice putting my change in there so i had to get someone to come reset it twice oh dude <laughs> Patrick and I once when we were like 15 went and got uh, like Golden Corral and paid in all quarters. So that was, I remember 
they were probably really annoyed by that. Do you remember that, Patrick? Barn Hills, not even Golden Corral. Oh, yeah, Barn Hills. Sorry. <laughs> the, the much more low-budget Southern Jack's version of Golden Corral. Yeah, and every time someone opened the door, a, a chicken would uh, call, and we could oh, yeah. hear that from your house. Yeah, Is that the right was... word? Claw. Yeah, Sounded probably. I do think that's the limit, though, of what people will take. Like, if you went below quarter, they would have said, get the, get the fuck out of the restaurant. Or, like, seriously. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, well, Shimmer and I were working today. Patrick, you were off. So it sounds like if anyone had the most time to kind of rewatch some film and some stats, it's going to be you. So hopefully you come in clutch with us with some, some good, like, watching video breakdown. Because we were busy guys today, Shimmer and I. I was a little busy, too, but I'll give it my oh, all. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, so yesterday we did fall to one and one. We lost to the Titans, uh, 33 to 30, I think, which, yep. I mean, you know, I'll take one and one to start the season, especially with like the Dolphins coming up next. I was glued to my TV the whole game. Uh, there was a couple extremely boneheaded things I think the team did for, you know, different players and coaches that we'll get into, but you know, again, I'm not trying to like be on the moral victory train hype or anything, but I, how much more excited could you be watching Minshew in the first two games? Like it, it's light and day than watching pretty much every quarterback that we've had since like Mark Burnell in the nineties. Um, Minshew yesterday went over 300 yards, went for 339. He had three touchdowns. He did have the two interceptions, which, you know, we can talk about. I don't think they were really on him at all. I think he's like top five in the league. Like pretty much Russell Wilson is running away with MVP right now. I think he has nine touchdowns and only 11 incompletions in two games, which is absolutely crazy. Yes. Um, but, but Minshew, you know, he's not going an MVP, you know, candidate, but he's holding his own. I think he's like tied for top like four or five in the league with six touchdown passes so far. So what do you guys think? How was his performance? What'd you guys like? I think, uh, I don't know. You said you don't think those interceptions were his fault at all. I think the first one wasn't. First one uh, went to uh, Colin backflipper Johnson, and he tapped that in the air. And I don't even think that ball was was actually going to Colin Johnson. There's another receiver out farther. Yeah. I think that's why he put it there. So he taps it in the air. The second one, although – uh clowny was off sides on that last play Whew, that's but, been hot on twitter today everyone's been <laughs> he was i noticed that when it yeah actually he for sure was offside um but that one was a little bit gardner's fault i mean he kind of light through it felt like he didn't really put too much velocity on it and i mean they had talked about how they thought it might be an issue because tennessee's defensive line is so tall that the, the reason they want him out in the pocket is so he can see the field I think, um, I don't know. And the fact that they were running out of time and he's throwing the ball down the middle of the field to begin with, that whole play was, if he, if he could take that back, I think he would, obviously. But that particular play was probably the worst play of his whole game. 20-yard mm, sack, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, those, yeah. Are, Fair those point. are the the handful of mistakes. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say, yeah, the, the first pick... The, the ball that Colin Johnson tipped definitely was not intended for him. Uh, he tipped it up in the air. I think it was Tyler Eifert who it was intended for on the sideline. Um, 
was that an error on a route or was that an error on the play call itself? I mean, that, that, that could have happened, but that was a fluke, but I'll definitely put that pick on Colin Johnson, not on Gardner Minshew. The, the second one, the one at the very end of the game that sealed the game. Um, you're right. Cause I, I'm pretty sure Shimmer, you, you said it. We were like, he was throwing to the middle of the field anyways. I'm pretty sure we were out of timeouts then, weren't we? We were. We were. So, you know, what was the play call there? So I'm going to, you know, both of those, I'm going to say play call, questionable um but you know the the tennessee d-line batting the ball balls get batted all the time it was a fluke that it got batted up into the air and just landed in a tennessee player i was i was stunned when that happened i sat there just staring at the tv for about 15 seconds just being like no way but you know moral victory uh i don't like that word but the game was the season in general so let's is a lot closer than i thought it would be we played a lot better than I anticipated. The game was closer than anyone thought it would be. And we really gave them uh, a run for their money. We we were down 14 and came back into the game, which I, I wouldn't say I had confidence in last year that we would come back. You know, we got to avoid those slow starts, which is, which is really putting us in the hole at the beginning. But if we played like we did the entire game from the beginning of the game, I think we wouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Yeah, it pretty much feels like week one and week two, before I can even like turn my TV on, we're already down zero to seven. So it's kind of, you know, the whole, each game is just like been an uphill battle because hopefully down the line, our defense sorts this out, you know, a little bit more. But so far, two games in, they have two sacks, one game each, which is on pace for 16 sacks a year, which is horrible. That's uh, not good. Yeah, you know, if Tennessee, I think – like the Colts scored in like, I don't know, eight plays or something week one on the opening drive. I think it took Tennessee three plays to get an opening touchdown. So it's that kind of thing where I'm just like to watch an, an offense not give up and be able to like dig itself out of a hole and even have a chance to like go down and tie it with, you know, 30, sex, yeah, 30 seconds left in the game. It's just amazing to be able to watch. Um, like coming out of the second half, we scored three consecutive touchdowns. I don't even remember the last time we did that to go three times in a row and score a touchdown on offense. That's amazing for like Jag standards. I am beyond excited for that. And I saw a stat Minshew scored three touchdowns yesterday and he three scored three touchdowns on against the Colts. And he scored three touchdowns last year, week 17 against the Colts. That's the first time any Jags quarterback has gone three straight games with three touchdowns. So I'm just, this man, I'm very excited for him. I'm excited for most of our offense. Our defense is going to be fun. Uh, it's kind of, you know, pretty much I think it's going to depend on getting a couple of turnovers, and that's going to be like most of our defense for the year. But our offense looks so good, guys. Can we talk about LaVisca Chenault? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, I've been wanting that's... to talk about LaVisca <laughs> since the game. I don't remember them ever having a player like him. Like – He's that guy, just get him the ball, and he's going to make people miss. And I don't think we – I can't name somebody like that that we've had that plays wide receiver. Like maybe Maurice Jones-Drew and Fred Taylor. But give me the guy – like even Jimmy Smith was more of a straight line, deep route guy. Like who's the guy that catches it up the middle of the field and just can take it to the house that we've had in, on the team? And he's he's got that. So <laughs> he was impressive. I think he had ran for like – seven and a half yards per rush. They gave him five carries. He had an yeah. incredible grab too. 
like a sh- the ball that was thrown really low that he had to contort his body and, and just snatched out of the air. <laughs> He decked a dude on one of his runs, too. I don't know if it was a reception or a run out of the backfield, but he he ran right through a guy. He's the same size as Fournette, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I a rookie wide receiver with no offseason, I don't think you could ask for a better two first games. Um, I haven't I, – I wish I had looked it up beforehand. I don't have – I, I want to see, like, Jerry Judy stats because, you know, he was the first wide receiver taken off the board. But Chenault's been – Amazing. Well, apparently, Chenault was the only rookie wide receiver to catch a touchdown in week one. So, he's already got the leg up, you know, after after last weekend, some other guys had caught up. But, you know, on our offense, I think we discussed it in the offseason and maybe even right before the season started, too. Our wide receiver group is by far the strongest group on our team. Uh, our offensive line has played a lot better, too, this season, but – I think we anticipated the wide receivers being the strongest and the best group, and it seems to be working out that way, which is what we need, which is what Gardner needs to develop too. And now he's got a solid run game with that too, you know, a surprisingly solid run game. That's a, that has a lot to do with James Robinson, his vision, how he plays. He looked fantastic, but also on that offensive line. So our offensive group right now is – I mean, it's the flip from where we were three years ago when we were in the AFC Championship game. Our offense is our strongest group, and our defense is what is a liability right now. Um, like you said, the, the sack totals have to go up. The pressure in general has to go up. Um, us covering tight ends has been a nightmare so far. You know who um, needs to go is Wingard. We need uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's yeah. special teams backup, but he is – we got – I mean, it's not his fault. You know, he got forced into the starting lineup. Yeah, both are great tackles. He just can't cover. I mean, every play, it was. It felt like he was the one tackling him in the end zone, you know? Yeah. So, I just – he's got to go. I, I mean, they're really hurting at free safety. Yeah. He, I, he, I wanna go. he He did – he gave up that catch at the very beginning of the game to, to Johnny Smith. I'll, I'll say, I mean, he shouldn't have gave it up in the first place, but – he could have got burned on that, but he did take a good angle to finally get that tackle. But, I mean, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. You see that his name is Kid Rock? You see that's what they call him? I did, and that's, <laughs> that's another reason. very unfortunate. But, guys, I just, real quick, I don't want to harp on Chanel forever, but I just want to go, like, I, I have to say, this man is a starting wider pretty much nowadays – your top three guys are all starting wide receivers. He's a starting wide receiver, but he's also our backup running back. That's so cool and crazy to me. He had 35 yards receiving yesterday, but then he also had 37 yards uh, rushing for a 7.4 average. Like that's like two weeks in, I can't get over it. I just can't wait till week eight, week nine. They're going to get so creative with Chenault. I'm just so excited for that. Like, uh, I was texting with a buddy and he was talking about Denard Robinson. That's kind of, you know, everyone, that's who we wanted him to be. We wanted Denard Robinson to be Chenault back in the day. And it's really cool that now Denard Robinson's on the team coaching him. Uh, he's like an offensive quality running backs type of coach or something or another. So I'm really excited that some of these uh, picks are actually working out so early on. Yeah. Chenault's got a lot of potential. And that, that means that our, our offensive unit in general has a lot of potential. And then James um, Robinson. James Robinson. Oh my God! Had a, a a few different impressive runs. He's really he's 
he's I think we said it. He's quicker than fast, Jumpin' James. Like that's Jumpin' the, James. The touchdown was run, but didn't he bust a big one before too? He had a couple. Uh, I have the uh, where is it at? I have a little graph of all his runs throughout the fantasy. day. So, <laughs> oh yeah, he's sitting. I I after week one, I put him into my flex position, and he did well for me. I almost got like twenty points from him. I'm playing against Shimmer this week, everybody, and it looks like I'm pulling out the victory tonight against him. So no men's hard feelings. Shoes, uh, men's shoes needs it needs a big game out of. Um, um, who's the Raiders running back? I got too many teams. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Shimmer's in like a million leagues. I'm in just our one league with all of us guys. Sure. So if you guys upped how much it costs, I'd pay more attention to it. And hey, I'll $30 throw, dollars is the perfect. Get on it, so. You could have joined our low balls league. Low ball. Why is the low ball league cost more than the actual league? It doesn't. No, it doesn't cost money. Oh, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I lied. I said I was in one league, but Patrick and I, also, well, Patrick made a little league where we're doing uh, lowest points scored every week, and you can't pick up or drop players, and it was auto-drafted. So anybody out there listening, if you want to get creative with your uh, fantasy football next year, do a low balls league and do lowest points wins. What was that, Shimmer? Who took Saquon or, or Cortland Sutton? Because I got him on, like, a bun- both of them on a bunch of teams. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I've gotten really lucky. We're going to talk about some of these NFL at large, all these injuries in a minute. But luckily, fantasy-wise, uh, I've avoided all of the injuries that have happened to my team. So I'm really – apparently Julio Jones might have some kind of hamstring, something or another. He he laid an egg for me the other day. He, he got me like one point. I was very sad in him. But, well, um, bringing that back to to the Jaguars, uh, <laughs> uh, DJ Chark, I just <laughs> – yeah, DJ Chark is listed as limited with chest. So I just saw that. <laughs> That's not good. Just but like- – uh, to be fair, today they didn't actually practice, but because okay. it's Thursday night football, they have to release something three days in advance, I think. So they literally, us and the Dolphins, just like, which is really dumb. Like, like DJ Chark was listed as limited. I get maybe at least listing, like, you know, releasing something that was like injured or not injured, but it's weird that they like have full participation, limited, did not participate when they didn't actually participate at all. There was no practice. It just feels like it should have been like, you know, they're injured or not. It's weird that he was limited, but they didn't practice. I don't know. I, I was thinking about that one today. Just that yeah, make- limited means like, okay, he's still practice. But they didn't practice. They should just oh, said okay. <laughs> meetings or whatever. It just seems like something the NFL makes them do. So they just write something down just to make it seem like they care about player safety. But mm-hmm. it's just like, eh, he's got a chest. But yeah, he- right. We did get really lucky. Uh, what was that? He does have a chest. He does have a chest. We all have chest. Everyone listening has chest. I mean, that's, I mean he's having uh, – he has chest. Maybe he got a new tattoo and it was hurting. Like, he got yeah, like maybe. an Allen Robinson, like how A-Rob got his own like self-tattooed on his body. Maybe like Char got a new tattoo on his chest of him and it's healing or something like that. What? So. Well, Allen Robinson has a tattoo of himself on his own body? Oh yeah, look it up later. It's horrible. It's so badly done. It's like him from a like a college game, and he's like stretching out for the ball. But it looks it's the art is so bad. I'm looking. These guys, like I don't know, you guys, like Patrick, who you know, no offense, not quite making a NFL salary, have you know tattoos that look way better than these dudes that are worth millions. So thank you. That's what you get for for wanting to leave the Jags, A Rob. You get 
bad work on your body that, done. That looks like a child did it. That's awful. I, I just look at, yeah, I told you. It's really bad. No it's one really ever bad. is going to top, um, oh gosh, what was the, uh, the Alabama quarterback? A.J. McCarron. Yeah, A.J. McCarron has the absolute worst tattoos. Like, they're like super Christian and just nothing like religious about it. Just the actual, like what he got on himself. It just looks it's just very so bad. Yeah. It's, it's really horrible. It looks like, like prison tattoos. Probably Alabama's. I hear they're really hard up there. It's got them, them tats. Um, wait, uh, can I tell you, let me ask you guys a question. All right. right. What do you got for me? Shimmer? Uh, which defensive lineman has played the most snaps for the Jaguars through two weeks? Taven uh, Bryan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Taven Bryan, and the man's and done nothing with those opportunities. So far, Taven Bryan has more penalties, too, than tackles. One. God, Jesus. that is – yesterday on Twitter, Frank Frangi tweeted – like his list of positives for the game. And one was like Taven looking tougher and stronger, which one is just the same thing. This seems very repetitive, but I was like, what is this guy watching? Like, I don't know. I feel like every week and every off season, they talk up Taven. He, they say he's a wrecking ball. He creates havoc, but yeah. But then he like, I know defensive tackles don't always get huge stats because you know, it's the nature of the position, but like, it, it just looks, he was on, he was in coverage on like a, a tight end. And then he got scored on because obviously that's a horrible. He mismatch. shouldn't be covering a tight end. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Our our Taven Bryan, his role this year should be take up blockers and let the guys on the edge do their thing. Which hopefully they start developing more of that uh, moving forward into the into the season. Um, but no, he he can't be getting these penalties. Penalties, I think I think our. Take away the the picks because I like I said I do think both of those were flukes. Um, like that's not it's not a huge mental mistake on Gardner Minshew, maybe on on other people, but I think the two things that killed us were those critical penalties and a couple special teams plays that didn't go our way. Um, and if we talk about other games in the league, you'll see like those special teams are huge, and that's why guys like. John Harbaugh and Joe Judge. That's why these special teams coaches get jobs because that can completely change a game. It we gave away three points right before halftime because of a terrible special teams play. Can we? We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk, talk about, about the squib. The squib. I'm going to be thinking of that play for years. I'm I'm really bad at remembering dreams. I might have had like a nightmare about it. That was the stupidest thing I've seen us do in a long time. Like it made. No sense. There was 10 seconds left. Just boot the ball in the end zone. The Titans kneel it. You go into halftime and you just got those three points and you get the ball back to begin the third quarter. Like it was a really dumb call. It was poorly executed by Lambo. He kicked it straight to the dude. I'm obviously didn't mean to do that, but it was just a double whammy of like, we're not good enough. Like we're at the level where we have to be really good on special teams to get these kinds of wins, you know, like right. we're not good enough to just like, be outscoring teams with you know our defense not that good yet but yeah that was and I'm convinced that that play and then the Titans immediately got the three points that is why 
Lambeau missed the point after attempt later in the third quarter. Like he was pissed. He threw his Gatorade. Like, you know, usually he's like the most calm and collected. Like he was rattled. It was like, uh, 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 what's the, uh, Billy, (laughs) never mind. It was something a really obscure Adam Sandler (laughs) reference to, uh, the movie blended, which is a Drew Barrymore comedy with him. That's not, uh, the wedding singer or 51st dates. But there's a little kid named, and he has a mustache, and they say the mustache. You don't have to. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. After he missed that one, my, my brother talked to me and said, it, it's our, I understand. He's, it looks like he's uh, competing for the Iron Throne, which I thought was very funny. Uh, mm. Yeah, he's got the look going. <laughs> he does look like he should be in that show. But, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't be too mad at Lambo because the guy is like perfect 99.9% of the time. But today in a game that was so close and there was like a couple, like two bad Minshew plays and like a couple, like really what the hell ref plays away from, you know, those four points would have been huge. Yeah. I'm not mad at Josh Lambo. I'm mad at the call for the special teams because it wasn't necessary to do the squib at that point in the game. We could have, like you said, kicked it out of the back of the end zone. Everything would have been fine. We go into halftime with the exact same fucking score. Fucking Jody Millis. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jody uh, Mikamelalis. Joe Badikalikamelis. <laughs> I don't know how Joe, to say this. Joe Andy Milanakis. Joe Andy Dickamalis. Andy Dickamalis. <laughs> I can't say his Andy. name. What is his name? Joe Dickamillo? No, his name is Dickamillis. Yeah, D. Camillus. D. Camillus. Joey Joe, D. All I know is that Joe D. Camillus, Joey D. is supposed to be one of the best special team coordinators in the league, and all I saw was him squib kicking it and putting out Chris Claybrooks, who had two muffed punts. One put us on, like, the 11. So special teams yeah. did us no favors. He uh, wasn't the only person who lost it in the sun in that area. Every time he – like, even the Tennessee players were losing the ball in the sun. It was, um, it was evident. Um, okay, I well wouldn't then. Do that all of him, but also the, it's like do it now. You know how many how many times has anyone returned to kick in that game? I don't think. Yeah, what were we afraid of? Just yeah, kick it to him. Just kick. Uh, hey, speaking of coordinators, can we start shitting on? Can I talk about Todd Wash? Sure. I hate Todd Wash, guys. I don't know if we've talked about him yet on this podcast. Maybe a little bit. Like as much as I love Jay Gruden, best coordinator we've had in like twenty years. I hate Todd Wash. He, like, he only worked when we had literal all-pro talent at, like, every single position on our team in 2017. Without every position being all-pro, I just don't get it. Like, Chason was on the field, I think, for, like, 18 snaps. That Adam Gotsis dude was on the field for, like, 60-something snaps. I get he was, like, a little bit better currently because of, like, the run game, trying to stop Henry and all that. But, like, Chason's a better athlete. Like, if our defense isn't going to be that great, get the first rounder on the field as much as you can. Like, I hate that he's so stubborn on the whole 4-3 thing. And, yeah. he like, even though most of our team, like, how we drafted could easily do way more, like, 3-4, like, linebackers with Josh Allen and Chason and stuff. I Todd Wash just infuriates me. Let Chason cook. Let him uh, cook. Uh, I think they, they put in uh, – Gotsis, whose name is hilarious to me. If, if, Where did he uh, come from? <laughs> what, like, when did this guy get on our team? 
No, I think they put him in because he's better at stopping the run. But quick side note about his name. If I was Adam Gotsis, I would name my kid I because it'd be hilarious. I got this. Dude, I think he doesn't make it. I, I wouldn't mind if we had someone with a different mindset calling the defense. I mean, at this point, they're one of the worst, you know, give up more points than uh, 85% of the league. So what's the to get worse? So <laughs> all I know is Wade Phillips is sitting on his couch unemployed right now. And at the very least, that man is hilarious. <laughs> was Todd Wash was left over from Gus Bradley. Yes. Era. Am I correct? Like, what's yeah. he still doing here? What is I, he still doing here? He comes from the same coaching tree, uh, coaching tree as Dan Quinn, who can't coach to save his life. Like, you know, so much. We should the, also be fired. Exactly. Like so much. So many of the uh, the. Do what? He made it to a Super Bowl. He yeah. Yeah. He blew the block. He blew twenty eight three in it, but he did good uh, there. Dan Quinn was the uh, defense corner at UF, I think, under Meyer. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, once upon a time, but. That I did not know. I mean, our defense. We. We, we stopped Derrick Henry from doing his thing. He had 25 carries. Normally, he would butcher us on 25 carries. We, he was pretty much contained. The last touchdown that Ryan Tannehill threw, like, I think he was really throwing it away but didn't have enough arm on it to throw it out of the back of the end zone, and it just happened to, to do a rainbow and land <laughs> in that dude's hands. So, like, I don't know about that, but, like, there's no reason Ryan Tannehill should be fucking throwing four touchdowns on us. And if you say, well, we put all our guys up front to stop the run, figure it out. Like, uh, that was you can't just have one. Career right. high for Ryan Tannehill, four touchdown passes. Right. Yeah, we spent so much work trying to, you know, contain Henry, and we did for the most part, that we kind of, like, completely forgot about every other offensive player on their team. Yeah, we got to have were, some balance. Yeah. So, until we can get pressure, like, to be fair, it's – it just feels like Josh Allen is like last week he was like a, ha- a fraction of a second away from annihilating rivers on a sack. And the same last week or yesterday against, uh, against Tannehill, it just really feels like, you know, Josh Allen's about to start getting these sacks and that's going to help, you know, chase on. And miles Jack has been playing lights out. He yeah. like, he had like literally, I think the first play of the Colts game, he missed a tackle. But since that, he has been everywhere. The call at the end of yesterday that got them the first down and let them get the, uh, the, uh, the field goal, that was such a – the NFLPA even released a statement before the season saying, like, basically stuff like that that doesn't determine a play. Because, like, his hand was kind of on the back of the Titans guy but didn't really do anything. Like, the NFLPA wrote a thing for all the, uh, the, the franchises, I don't know if you saw, like, saying, like, stuff like that. We kind of want to, you know – we don't want games being determined by stuff that's like that ticky tacky. So of course they still call it on us because, you know, I mean, happen, it goes, but... it goes both ways. It yeah, was ticky tacky, but... but he, he didn't have to lay his hand on that dude to begin with. It wouldn't have affected the play. So he was just trying to help press him to the ground. No, yeah. Jack was just... That was a penalty. Um, but right. a real, I mean, his hand was on his back and they're going to call that every, every single time. So, but the, if you should have a gripe with the officials, it's fucking clowny was. Yeah, awesome. I know. If you're going to call that, you can't, that, you better call the thing five awesome. minutes later. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But I don't know. The defense, it's going to be a struggle. Special teams, hopefully we never see a squib kick ever again. 
but on offense, I got two stats for you guys that I was just very excited about. Um, Minshew, in the first two games, he has six touchdowns. That's a franchise record for the Jags. So, okay, cool. And James Robinson has 164 rushing yards in two games. That's also a franchise record. Really? So, over Fred Taylor and Fournette and MJD. So, it's crazy what we are putting out there. A bunch of undrafted and six-round guys, and they are lighting it up for us. So, offense is definitely what we're going to be uh, hanging our hat on this year. Um, but Seems like guys, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I say offense or defense? No, offense, yeah. Okay. It seems like that, that's 100% going to be what we're going to be watching the games for, what's going to keep me watching the games. So I will say, I even wrote it down on my pad of paper as a note to say, none of like our stats on offense, none of it's been garbage time. You know, our defense has been letting us down, but none of it has been like, you know, fourth quarter, we're down by 20 type of stuff. Like all of these stats right. that, you know, Robinson and Chark and Minshew are getting, like our – relevant keeping us in the game you know the other team fighting for their lives kind of stats so that's pretty cool for being such a young team yeah so here's i mean here's what gets me excited about the game thursday is that our offense has evolved into the best um unit on our football team the dolphins defense is bad but on the flip side i think the dolphins offense can put some numbers up on our defense. But I think after these two games, our defense is going to learn from its mistakes. And like you said, Josh Allen is like on the cusp of getting those sacks. I think he explodes with a multiple sack game, you know, maybe at two or three coming up against uh, the Dolphins. Cause I think we said, um, I was expecting at least Tua to be starting this game. Cause I, but Ryan Fitzpatrick seemed to have a good game on Sunday but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be in there. I would rather have Tua starting his first game at night on the road. But um, they won't do I, that. Yeah, that's not a smart decision either. So I think I think they're going to let it ride this week. See how Fitzpatrick does, and if he bombs, that's an easy excuse for them to start him next week. But um, I think that our offense is really going to put up some points on the Dolphins' defense. They haven't looked impressive at all. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Wait, so, are, we, uh, are we already doing our picks? We no, doing... we're not. Well, we're going to break down the game first a little I'm bit. I'm thinking you know? about it. Yeah, right now we're brewing it. Just start brewing <laughs> it, guys, <laughs> thinking of what it is. About which yeah. – I think Patrick just needs to go ahead and pick us early. <laughs> no, let the man think. All right, all right. I mean, so, I, I, can, I, can, I can think it out in words, and then, I, you know, but I want to hear what you guys think, and, and then I may alter my pick. But I think uh, – like I said, our offense is definitely going to put up points on the Dolphins' defense. They're going to be coming off a loss. They're going to want to really show what they can do. They're going to be at home. Uh, Thursday night at home, we always play good. Um, I think you're going to see an expanded role for LaVisca. Um, I think our other wide receivers are c- going to continue to uh, get the balls that are going to be spread around from Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is going to be determined coming off a two-pick game. James Robinson is going to continue to roll – um, I, I, I don't necessarily think he's going to have another 100-yard game, but I think that may come from us just really being able to throw the ball a lot on the Dolphins. On the flip side, our defense, hopefully they can continue to stop the run. The Dolphins really don't have a run game. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a – I mean, this is what, his 14th year 
he's a he's a veteran quarterback. He knows how to play defenses like ours, especially if they're going to be a little bit one-dimensional, just selling out to stop one thing or the other like we did against the Titans. Um, Mike Jasicki is really coming into his own, so we have to stop that tight end. We can't keep getting torn up by tight ends over the middle. But, um, I mean, as long as each unit kind of holds their own, the offense is going to do its thing. The defense needs to force uh, Fitzpatrick into making some mistakes. He's a sneaky, sneaky mobile quarterback, too, so we have to contain that. I like it. Patrick, sounds like you're already doing your homework. Sounds like you're ready to make a pick. I'm not, let, we're not, I'm not going to let you make a pick yet. When, hold on a second. Before we go deep diving into the Dolphins, I just want to recap the last bit from uh, yesterday's game, our predictions. So going into week one, Patrick and I had a 1-0 lead. Shimmer's 0-1 because he went for the Colts. Going into week two, I was the only one that predicted a, a Jags victory, so I sadly was wrong. Um, I was one point away. I said the Jags were going to score 31, and Lambeau was a, a missed point from giving me that 31. We got 30. I would say, Shimmer, you were the closest. Patrick, you said 24-19 Titans. Shimmer said 27-23 Titans. So you just both of your scores were a little bit higher, which was a high-scoring game. So right now, Patrick, you're in the lead, 2-0. You're perfect on the season. Woohoo! <laughs> and then uh, Shimmer and I are both uh, both one and zero, or one and one. I mean, so we got a good close race going on so far. Some All right, good predictions. I'm gonna keep it yeah, we're gonna see uh, how we go going into week three. But uh, yeah, Patrick definitely had some good points. Um, I think the thing I'm most excited about that's not even football related is like some of the Twitter people have pretty much all but confirmed we're doing our first ever teal out. It's going to be teal on teal. So I'm, yeah. Oh, nice. We've had these jerseys for three years. We haven't done teal on teal before. And we've never done teal on teal because this is the first time we've had teal pants in our franchise's history. So I'm. We did mustard yellow one year. (laughs) We did mustard yellow. The Blake (laughs) Bortles. Have you guys, did you ever see the the Dijon mustard bottle Bortles Photoshop? I think I did. Yeah, it was. Someone just photoshopped a Dijon mustard on Bortles Shimmer. (laughs) You can imagine what it looks like. That makes sense. This hopefully should look a little bit better on film. So I'm really excited. At this point, it feels like if they don't do that, it was just a big tease because a lot of the Jack's Twitter people have been basically saying it. So hopefully that comes to fruition. Um, And yeah, like, so we're going into week three, Thursday night football at home. Like you guys realize what happened last year, week three, Thursday night football at home. Like Minshew Mania was born. Minshew Mania was born. Josh Allen got his first career sack. So I'm really banking on that wave continuing this year for Thursday night football. It's a Florida battle game. We got Florida bragging rights on the line. Um, Can I tell you my favorite stat I I found when I was kind of looking up some of the uh, Miami from the first two weeks? Mm-hmm. First stat is that they have Jordan Howard, which I kind of forgot about that guy. Um, didn't realize. <laughs> yes. Like, a couple of years ago, like that's how quick it's running back. back. Not, I know. <laughs> it's not necessarily a statistic. It's, a, it's more just a general fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago, this guy was like tearing up from the Bears, and then he just fell off the face of the earth, which I guess kind of happens with running backs. But uh, week one, they, against the Patriots, Jordan Howard had – Eight attempts for seven yards and one touchdown. 
which is wow. not – touchdown is nice and all on the one-yard line, but not the best stats. Last week, uh, or yesterday, against the, uh, the Bills, Jordan Howard had five attempts for four yards and one touchdown. So wow. this <laughs> dude has, like, an average of, like, .08 yards a carry – but he scored two times. So all I'm telling you is if he gets – if the Dolphins get on the one-yard line, like watch out for Jordan Howard because that's apparently Jordan the Howard only – Against the Jags will have uh, nine rushing attempts for eight yards and one touchdown is my point. Wow. He's calling it. It's, he's going to like sneakily have like 16 yards and 16 touchdowns on the season. Um. Wait, is it prediction time? I'm ready. I'm ready to give mine. Um, I'm ready to take a lead. All right, what do you think, Sean? What you got, Shimmer? Start us off. I mean, Patrick's probably going to pick the same thing as me, so I don't know if I can take a lead. Uh, I'm going to give you guys some stats, okay? Um, The Jaguars are eighth in the league in points per game with 28.5. Dolphins are 26th in the league with 19.5. The Jags are 20th in the league at giving up points per game at 26 and at 0.5. And the Dolphins are just 19th, actually better than the Jags at 26. However, the Dolphins are giving up 440 yards a game, which is 30th in the league. But the Jags are 24th in the league, giving up nearly 400. So I would say defenses are a wash, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, both of them are bad. They're very bad. Can I say so, one thing about our defense, though? Go ahead. Week one against the Colts in the second half, they only gave up a field goal. And yesterday in the second half against the Titans, they only gave up nine points. So it just it feels like they're just a little tighten up the bolts, don't start so slow from being, you know, pretty respectable. Because every game they keep – they finish I, strong. I, I agree. Um I think they're the whole team. The issue is the whole team is so young they can't afford mistakes, but they're gonna make mistakes because they're so young, right? It's a catch. To, and but the fact that they're in games with this roster, no one believed in is is all I could have ever asked for. I believe. But, um, I still don't think you know. Even if they become a uh, serviceable defense, it's not happening on a short week and five yeah, days. Right. So. Um, the real question, though, and when you're trying to make a bet, is what does Vegas think? Because they know way more than us. The Vegas Raiders? Has, no, Vegas. Las uh, Vegas. Yeah, not the Las Vegas Raiders? Ah, no. Okay. Like, oh, okay. I thought we had John Gruden. I well, his opinion. The Jags are favored to win by two and a half points, so less than a field goal. And the over-under is 47 and a half, which is why my, my pick is – Jaguars to win 27 to 20. You are. I'm locking you okay. in, Shimmer. Wait, so does that mean if uh, I like know how to gamble and bet on the Jags and they win by more than a field goal, I get money? Yeah. Man, I got to learn how to gamble because I would take that bet right now. Well, it Third sounds one. like you know how to. Well, I don't like. <laughs> how do you gamble on your phone? Is Just like, Google how to gamble on phone. I think that's <laughs> Is it legal? <laughs> no, you gotta find a guy named like no, Sammy Three Legs and I don't then, think like, I don't know if we can tell anyone uh, how to how to game on their phone, but I'm pretty sure Google I'm looking it up. Be a bad step. 
I don't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't Google it. But I typed in services that allow you to gamble on your phone, man. I typed in how to gamble, and the first thing that pops up is just rules of like, you know, if you're going to gamble, follow these rules. And number one, it says never borrow money while gambling. So, solid rule. Yeah, it's a solid rule. I can only imagine people breaking that rule. And that's how you get your kneecaps broken. Yeah, by Johnny Two Legs. Yeah, Sammy Three Legs. Oh, that's his brother. (laughs) I'd rather get beat up by Two Legs, I think. All right, well, I'm going to hopefully, it's uh, Monday now while I'm recording. I'm going to try to find out how to gamble and put some, put some money on, on the Jaguars. I hope that works out for you. I, I would also. By next week, Sean's in crippling debt. <laughs> Molly has left him. No, Seriously. zero knees <laughs> left. Just give me one more shot. <laughs> He's going to be asking to borrow money. You don't need knees to podcast. I can just wheelchair around. No. All right, Patrick, what do you got? What's, what's your predictions for the game? Thursday night uh, football, Jags at home. Predictions, I mean, this is one of the few, few games that we're going to be favored in. Um, I do think Vegas has it right. Sean, if you are a gambling man, uh, you're probably in the right there. Um, Jaguars are going to win the game. I, I think I'm one point differential from Shimmer here. I'm going to say 28-21, Jaguars win the game. Sneaky move on your part. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that $1 guy. Yeah. $1 Bob. 420 Bob. 20. All right, all right. I'm locking you in, Patrick. We have a 28 to 21 Jags victory. So that means uh, kickers are sitting out that game. No Lambo. Yeah, no, no field no, goals. No we're giving up touchdowns, but we're going to outscore them. So I'm uh, – I'm liking Minshew's streak of three touchdowns a game. So I'm going to begin by giving us three touchdowns there. Um, I'm giving one to my boy Keelan Cole. I think I'm giving one. DJ Chark didn't score last week, so he's going to get a touchdown. And then I'm liking, I'm liking the Eifert connection. So I think we're getting at least 21. And then I got to give my boy Lambeau probably like – Oh, okay. I thought you were saying we're going to have six touchdowns. No, 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 no. I'm saying uh, – <laughs> We're going to get three touchdowns, and then I think we're going to get, like, three – so what's that math? 30. So we're going, we're going back-to-back 30-point games. I'm going – it's going to be 30. And I think uh, – I'm, um, I'm going to give the Dolphins, like, tw- I'm going to go 24 because the defense okay. is scary. I think, like, they're probably going to score, you know, a couple touchdowns and a field goal or so in, in the first half. But I think, again, we're going to tighten up keep it to like seven to 10 points in the second half kind of a thing. So I think I'm going to go 30 to 24 Jags. I am calling another no interception week uh, from Minshew because a tipped ball that was his own player doing it and a last second rushing down the field kind of a thing keeps him. He's, he's made no bad throws all year. So I think that trend is going to continue so I'm going to go 30 to 24 Jags on this one. We're slowly like bringing you back down to earth with your predictions. Like it's not a 20 point victory. <laughs> it's actually like within a touchdown. Yeah. Was- I'm keeping my offense really optimistic, but I'm keeping the defense mildly like, you know, yeah, you're I'm like gonna give, yeah. somewhat of a realist right now. It's, but it's, Josh it's Allen's, yeah, you know, I'm trying to keep it. 
I don't want to sound outlandish every week. I'm trying. You know? Ron, are you ever going to pick against the Jaguars, though? I'll see. Uh, yeah, whatever week we play the Ravens. So uh, I will definitely, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe like a month or so ago, I would have maybe voted, you know, rooted against, not rooted against us. I would have uh, picked us against like the Texans at home. I, I, right now, I'm taking the Jags in that matchup because the Texans are looking horrible. Like the division yeah. in general, like we played the Titans really close and they went, you know, I hate them, but they went to the AFC championship game. The Colts have a good team. They have Phillip Rivers, you know, they're probably gonna be pretty good. We beat them, but the Texans look like they played the Chiefs and the Ravens, but they looked miserable against them. Like all the, like they didn't have highlights. It was just Deshaun Watson getting sacked. So yeah, my MVP pick for Deshaun Watson is not looking so good. Yeah, Not so good right now. So I'm feeling good with, I think earlier, I my original episode two thing was uh, ten and six. I'm still feeling decent on that. I think you know as long as we can outscore these people and we play a, a decent amount of bad offenses, so if we can outscore them, I like my chances. Four, Washington. No, we have Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, so we have you know Joe Burrow on his you know fourth start, and that one's on the road too. Yeah, and he just lost his he lost his tight end, so. Who's week five? I think week five is the Lions, if I'm not mistaken. That's just completely off my brain. I think I think something's wrong. I I just thought they could go like four and one. And then <laughs> See? Yeah. Welcome to the club. I don't know. I don't think – I think the Lions are probably – The thing away. is, that doesn't sound so outlandish as it would three weeks ago. No, but they could also lose any of these games. I don't know. They have, Jaguars always have a tendency to, you know – to their competition just throughout so not, we, not we up until our bye week after the dolphins we've got the Bengals, the texans the lions at home and then a bye week so we could go into that bye week with a pretty pretty solid record i would say you know i would say bad scenario not worst case obviously but two losses how many games is that six total games before the bye uh yeah well seven seven games i would take four and three i think that'd be that's real my like what i'm gonna predict no yeah would it, be. Would, it would it would be six Sorry. six games okay like i'm probably gonna end up predicting we're gonna win all these because i got faith in Minshew. but four and two isn't outlandishly crazy but i i would definitely take three and three our 2017 team with all pro defense was you know three and three because they kind i'll of take going three back, and so. three yeah, I'll take three and three um, any day. I just feel I got a good feeling about the Dolphins. You know, Fitzpatrick by the third or fourth week, that's when he really starts fizzling it out. Uh, you know, it's a short week for them and of the traveling team that only is going to help us. So at least this week, I'm feeling really good about getting to at least two and one. Uh, kind of the downside. Minshew. Is that it? That's all you need is just Minshew to say that. No, I think he's shined. Oh, he's okay. going to be on national TV. He knows like. If anyone wants to watch football on Thursday, well, shit, you're watching the Jaguar Dolphin game. So, I mean, he knows. He's the like, – what other attraction do you have? They're not playing Tua. Uh, so, it's not Fitz Magic that's bringing the viewers, right? So, I think he's going to know that, and he'll probably ball out. At least I hope so. I agree. I do agree also. All right. So, this is, I think, the first week we're all in unison. We're picking Jags. Um, you know, every episode we play a couple games – if you like our games, tell us how much you like those games. 
hit us up. I didn't make, I, last episode, I promised I'd make a, uh, an email. I didn't make an email. Um, I had a, a executive producer of mine get on and he said, God hates Jags at Gmail was already taken. So we're gonna have to get a little bit more creative. So I promise, promise for all our diehard listeners, by next episode, we will have a, uh, an official email for you guys to send us all of your questions and inquiries. And we might do a little like state of the pod. We're going to kind of break down some stats. We've been doing this for a couple months. We're slowly gaining some, you know, some listeners. We've been having fun. So we're going to do a little like state of the pod next episode. And we'll have a, uh, an email for you guys. Until then, hit us up on that Twitter, God Hates Jags Pod. I do my best with some memes and some hot takes throughout the week, trying to stay relevant, talking to you guys. Um, and Shimmer, before we play a couple games, we always got to play our games. I know you got some stuff ready for us. I just want to like point out two things kind of around the league that I were my favorite. One was just a stat. Flint Minshew, he wasn't allowed. Gardner's dad wasn't allowed at the game yesterday because Nashville didn't have fans. Um, apparently that was only like his third game that he's missed watching Minshew play since like high school, which I just thought was a really sweet thing for a dad to travel that much for his son and it sucks that he wasn't able to see his you know, son yesterday. And the Props other, Flint. I know, I love Flint. The other, my favorite thing around the league yesterday of all the games played is one, just the Eagles look absolutely horrible, um, which is hilarious to me. But because uh, Carson Wentz was like MVP a couple of years ago, quality guy. But the Eagles were playing in Philadelphia and they don't have any fans. So they have the pipe in noise going. And um, Carson Wentz threw an interception in the end zone, and somebody like switched the random cheering noise to booing, and he got booed in his hometown by just by a soundtrack. Which you know, that's only only me though. All (laughs) that shit, like they played it for the Jags for a little bit, where they took out all the fake fan audio oh yeah i remember that but just for us it's like the something the network does i wish yeah. there was an option to turn the shit off and i, I loved it. it yeah just chilling listen to my guys play in the field so yeah that's all i want you know but <laughs> i think that's a missed opportunity but uh the nfl fuck them um, are we ready i have a Let's new yeah i'm on right. uh, i'm on four percent just to okay in true John Hayes Jags fashion of like everything about to fall apart. All right, Patrick's iPad's about to die. Shimmer, okay. what do you got for us? All right, I have a new <laughs> game. It uh, comes from something. Hopefully, um, a message will be surprising Patrick with later. Uh, a fun game I like to call Cameo Over Under. Okay, for those of you that don't know, Cameo is a stupid service where you pay celebrities to. Uh, record short personalized videos however the celebrities get to dictate how much their one minute video costs and they swing all over the map so i did a football edition where i'm going to give you a price target and you will have to tell me is his actual cameo price over or under that target number okay do you guys understand i understand i think i understand and i for those of you that are listening, Shimmer, when he hits that celebrity, he's definitely doing air quotes. So this yeah, very terrible people on here, but that's yeah, we'll fun. see. Um, okay. Are you guys ready for the very first uh, ever cameo over under? Let's go. Terrell Pryor over 
or under $50. Jags legend, Terrell Pryor. Um, I don't even think he's on a team right now. These dudes are greedy as fuck. I feel like I'm just going to bet the over every time. because I'm going to guess he charges $150. Yeah, I'm going to say over only because I think that he is a legend from from college in Ohio State, uh, not so much for NFL. So I'm going to say, I don't know about 150 but definitely over $50. Okay. Uh, that would be a fun game. All right. No, I like I like the addition by Sean Patrick. <laughs> We're going to need – So I'm, I'm going to say $80. $80, Patrick. Sean says $150. Terrell Pryor charges – Fifty nine ninety nine. Hey, what a steal! Fifty nine ninety nine. Fifty nine ninety nine. You can get a blender for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next cameo over under. Brett Favre. Ooh. Five hundred dollars. Over under five hundred dollars for a Brett Favre cameo. I'm gonna say Brett Favre is under five hundred dollars. He seems like. I think he would even think that's a little steep for for Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> I'm in I'm town say, to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. I'm, I'm down to play the Dolphins, dumbass. I want to say uh, two hundred dollars, Brett okay. Favre. We got an under. Yeah, I kind of I like the under because I feel like Brett Favre doesn't know what cameo is, so he, and he doesn't know his own worth. Actually, no. Brett Favre seems like a greedy motherfucker. He was trying to get all those Wranglers. I'm going over. Five fifty. John going over five fifty. Patrick going under with two hundred. The actual cameo price for a Brett Favre video four hundred and fifty dollars under. What? Who does he think he is? (laughs) I was closer money wise, but um, wait. So you were uh, both correct on Terrell Pryor. And Patrick was right. So we got Patrick up two to one after two rounds. Um, third round. Former very tight <laughs> round draft pick from Alabama. I think maybe won the Heisman. Trent Richardson. Oh, man. Over under $100 for a cameo from Trent Richardson. Like, far by respect, like, Terrell Pryor and Trent Richardson just made me kind of sad that this is, like, the best they got going on right now. Um, Trent Richardson, how much did you say? $100. $100. Man. I'll take the over. I'll I'll say, like, $150. Sean going over at $150. Patrick? I'm going to say under, but I'm still going to say, like, $85 because these guys have like their alumni that like fucking worship these dudes. And from what I've seen from alumni clubs, like if if you even played fucking tennis at their university, you're a God to them. So. (laughs) Okay. Patrick went under 100 with $85. Sean over 100 with, was it 150? I think so. And. Trent Richardson charges one hundred and nine 
99. $109.99. $110, basically. So over. Sean is correct. Ties up the game two to two. Yes. You like froze for a second and kind of stuttered yourself. So, like, I was like on the needles. I was like, what's happening? All right. We've got. Well, I've got a, I've got an extra one in case we need a, a tiebreaker around. Um, the next one, he's a, he's a legend, one of the greatest uh, Cleveland Brown coaches to ever lose. Hugh Jackson, <laughs> over under hundred dollars for Cleveland Brown head coach. How do they? How do they get on this thing? Like, sign do up, you, bro. you yeah. you just sign up for it? Yeah. Like you probably you yourself could sign up for it, but you're you're a nobody, so no one would give you money. No offense. Whoa. <laughs> you're nobody. You're nobody. <laughs> like, I, I mean that in the most loving friend way. You guys, you you emphasize nobody. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound. Wait, all right, we don't have a lot of time. Huge yeah, Jackson. Okay. Over under one hundred Sean, go first. I'm saying under he charges I feel like it should almost be like a meme. He only can charge like 10 bucks because he knows he's that bad. Um, I don't know. I'll say uh, he charges $100. Okay. You just, the, it was $100. Oh, can I – is that a push? Is that a thing? It's are going for a push. Okay. okay. Is that a thing? See, yeah. you do know how to gamble. <laughs> I, know, I know how to play bet. poker. Literally, it's a, I'm not going to explain to you why it's a terrible bet. Like you literally have every number over 100 and every number under but oh yeah not. true i'll take the under the under i'll pay my odds i'll take the under because i think it's like 90 uh, oh we have less than a minute all right uh patrick go we're I'm gonna say under 40 dollars uh hugh jackson charges 69.99 you both got it right it's tied i've got one more really quickly all right, go over under 500 dollars for emmett smith over a thousand over. How much? I'm gonna say over seven ninety nine ninety nine. A thousand. All right, Sean, quickly. One thousand. Uh, Patrick is closer, but you're both correct. Seven hundred dollars for Emmett Smith. Oh. I knew it. I have a tiebreaker. I don't think we have time. <laughs> All right, over under two hundred dollars for Kevin from the office. Celebrity. I don't what? I don't know who that is. <laughs> from the office. Over under. One dollar. Uh, over uh, $220. Sean takes it with the under at the last second. $1.79. Thank you for listening to God Hates Jags. Go Jags. Beat the Dolphins. We'll be back with you next time. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on our future email. Have a good night, everybody. Go Jags. Thank you so much. Go Jags. Go Kevin from the office. <laughs> he stole that from you. Brett Favre. <laughs>